on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks say goodbye to Columbus, and I'm joined by Hunter Hodes on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank God it's Friday. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. A reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, among others. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And a big shout out to all the people in San Diego that listen in on Goals Thursdays every week. There's a lot of you. So thank you once again. There is a Goals game tonight in Ontario. If you're coming out to the game, I would love to see you and say hi. So let me know if you're coming to the Goals game tonight or not. Yeah, I'll put a twink, a link on Twitter just to see who's out coming out. It'll be a fun time. All right, so the Ducks last night, wow. They went to a shootout again and won again in a 2-1 victory. And once again, Trevor Zegers putting on a show. We'll get to that in a second. First, let's talk about that first period. It was a real back and forth between both teams in that first period. Honestly, I thought the Ducks didn't look the best in that first period because Columbus did they did outshoot them they did out attempt them honestly Columbus could have led two to one they could have but John Gibson he was on one last night he may have heard all those people bashing him saying oh he's not that good of a goaltender maybe he saw that ESPN piece that He's one of the more unreliable goalies. Well, he certainly proved those naysayers wrong in last night's game. (laughs) Oh, John John Gibson. I love the guy. I I love John Gibson. None of this slander on my Twitter. Don't want to see it. First period, Ducks... eh, I don't want to say they didn't look good, but they came out a little bit flat, allowing Teixeira to get his ninth of the season. That was flat. It wasn't until maybe two minutes later where Isaac Lundestrom sped through everybody, got out on the open ice, and put it away. Nice little backhand to tie things up at one goal apiece. That was Lundestrom's seventh of the season. After that, it was kind of all Columbus. Even though the Blue Jackets didn't scratch anything on the scoreboard, they had the majority of puck control at the end of the first period and pretty much all of the second period. I can't remember a time where the Ducks had consistent puck possession at all in the second period where they would get the puck and kind of turn it over or there'd be some kind of bizarre giveaway. That's what happened. Columbus was relentless. It was shot after shot after shot. And you know how many goals they got in that second period? None. You know what the shot attempts were? 24 to 12 in favor of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Ouch, if you're... And it was bad. What also didn't help, probably, is Anaheim taking a couple of penalties in that period. Josh Manson tripped, and then Kevin Shattenkirk high-sticked Voracek. So the Blue Jackets were on the power play quite a bit. The penalty killing was decent for Anaheim. Maybe they were a little bit lucky that Columbus didn't score in that power play. So it was still 1-1 after 2. Third period is where the back and forth really took place, and the defense kind of said, yeah, we're going to step it up. But the defense really came through. Jamie Drysdale was great on defense. Shattenkirk was good on defense. I think all around, all six defenders did a pretty decent job on that third period. 
to hold things at one goal apiece. I mean, not a whole lot of action in that period, but it was still a fun little back and forth nonetheless, especially from Jonathan Gibson. Oh boy, he absolutely robbed Zach Wierenski I mean, later on in the game. Jamie Dreisel had a good opportunity. Uh, John Gibson was just on one. In the second and third period, he saved the Ducks' butt last night. He truly did. Sorry, that's elite goaltender, John Gibson to you. He's elite. <laughs> so after that, it went to overtime. During that overtime, it was back and forth again. And once again, no goals were scored. For maybe the third time in the last four games, we've seen the Ducks kind of hang back and just take puck control and not give it back for the most part. So we went to a shootout again. And guess who happened again? That is right. Trevor Zegras, hot off the little media tour that he's been on. He put away a nice, nice goal against Elvis Merzlikens. This was the second attempt. Because Bjorkstrand missed, Troy Terry missed, Teche missed for Columbus. And Zegras gave the Ducks a 1-0 lead in the shootout. But it was about what happened right after that goal. Zegras did slow down a lot approaching Merzlikens, and then went five-hole on Elvis. It was a filthy goal. Absolutely sick. I love that goal. But I absolutely love what happened after that. Because Zegras skated by the Columbus Blue Jackets bench, let out a nice, woo! <laughs> My dog is over here going, why are you doing that? I'll do it one more time. Woo! Yeah, that's right. Trevor Zegras wooing to the Columbus bench. I could tell they didn't like that he did that. It was a little bit showboaty, but you know what? When you put away a nice goal like that, you are allowed to showboat at least a little bit. So that put the Ducks up one nothing. Jacob Voracek, who got high-sticked earlier in the game, he put one away to tie things up at one. So then it is up to Ricard Raquel. Ricky, really faking out Merzlikens, had him down on the ground, faked him out, and then Ricard Raquel put it on the top shelf where Mama left the cookies. That's your final score. Ducks win 2-1 to one in a shootout. That is their sixth consecutive game with a point. And hey, it is eight points. Oh, yeah. No, ten points in six games. Ooh, I'd say that's pretty good, right? Yeah, I would say so. And get this. The Ducks are second in the division. The Ducks are second in the Pacific Division at the third way point of the season. It feels weird to say the phrase third way point, but... We're already one-third through. Ducks have played 28 games. And like I mentioned, their last six games, they've got four victories and two shutout losses. That is 10 points in their last six games. The kids are doing all right. And we're going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about my favorite protein bar ever. That is Built Bar, baby. And the holidays are coming. Christmas is only two weeks away. What better gift to give than the gift of Built Bar? Especially their newest, you ready for this? You ready, folks? They have an eggnog-flavored Built Bar. I know some of you despise eggnog, but I know some of you absolutely love eggnog. So why not try out that new flavor of Built Puff? And also check out some of their other fantastic holiday flavors that are on the Built 
bar website. So go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And this podcast is also brought to you by Stance Socks. I, I love running. And some of the new material that they have out is just amazing. It is their active apparel. They are great for running. They are comfortable. It's the coolest gift you can give. And they have incredibly comfortable and well-made socks, shirts, joggers, hoodies, and so much more. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Some of my favorite designs, I love the NBA designs, but I love the baseball designs that Stance has out too. And you can check it out for yourself at Stance.com. Hey, what Stance apparel do you like or wear the most? Me personally, I love the All-Star gear that they had for MLB All-Star, but I love the Kobe socks. I mean... They're probably my favorite socks I've ever owned for sentimental reasons and the fact they're comfortable. So head over to stance.com and use promo code locked on to get 15% off your first purchase. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase using promo code LOCKED ON. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance. And speaking of stance, I have a certain stance on where the Anaheim Ducks stand right now. I don't normally, I shouldn't say that, I, I get into rant mode a lot. A lot on this podcast. I haven't done so that much this season because the Ducks have been good. And I know it's like, they're doing well. Why the hell would I want to rant now that they're doing well? I'm ranting because of what someone else said. So one of my listeners showed me a link a couple days ago to a certain YouTube page, a certain coach who follows a certain hockey team on Orange County, had some words to say about Ricard Raquel and also Josh Manson. I could understand a little bit about Josh Manson, where he hasn't been the best defender on the team. I could kind of understand that, but not really. Ricard Raquel, why the hell would you want to break up that second line? That is ludicrous. That is ridiculous. Why would you break up that line? I love what Steve Carroll said earlier this week on the radio broadcast. And by the way, shout out to Steve and Dan for answering a very lengthy question about Vanilla Terry and why he's been so vital to the Ducks this season and the goals. They love Vanilla Terry, but they also hated the fact that there are people out there that want to see the Ducks trade some of these higher players for assets and draft picks. You do not go to a team wanting to lose. You always play to win. And if you can get the kind of ones that the Ducks have this season, you're having fun. If you're a hockey player, yes, money counts. But ultimately, you want to win and you want to have fun. And players will gravitate towards that. 
free agents will gravitate towards that. Draft picks will gravitate towards that. It makes the whole morale of the locker room higher. And look at how the Ducks have been this season. Morale has never been higher for the Anaheim Ducks. They're in it every game. Look at the last six games that they've played. Let's look at those. They beat the Kings in a shootout. They beat Vegas. They beat freaking Vegas. They lost to Calgary in a shootout. They could have won that game. They lost to the Capitals in a shootout. They could have won that game too, but they were in it. They beat the Sabres on amazing hockey play, and they beat Columbus last night in a shootout. You don't think this team is having fun? Well, look no further than John Gibson waving a bye-bye, bye-bye now to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, I'd say this team is having freaking fun. They're having a lot of freaking fun. When you have guys like that waving at everyone, yeah, you're going to continue to do well. I expect the Ducks to win at least one more of these games in the road trip. They have Pittsburgh coming up and they have St. Louis. I said before this road trip, if they get five points, that's considered decent. I don't. I wouldn't have been okay with five points on this road trip. That's where they're at right now. If they get six points on this road trip, I'd say that's fine. That's 60% of the points. I'm okay with that. I'd be thrilled, thrilled if they get seven points on this road trip out of a possible 10 points. And Ducks fans, you should be extremely thrilled if the Ducks can get seven points on this road trip. You should be happy. You shouldn't be one of training You shouldn't want to trade your best players. You should not want to trade Ricard Raquel and break up that line. In fact, let's look at that line right now. The Raquel Zegris Milano line. They've been one of the best lines offensively in the entire National Hockey League. Their CF percentage, their Corsi 4 relative percentage, is extremely good. It is one of the best in the entire National Hockey League. You look at how that compares to some of the other great lines in the league. The Mangiapane line out in Calgary. In fact, look at the Oilers line. The Ducks line, that particular line, is almost right there. Almost on par with some of the best lines in the league. And yes, we are talking about this kid line. We are talking about Raquel Zegris Milano. And no one really talks about Raquel that much. But hey, he was vital in that highlight real goal between Trevor Zegris and Sonny Milano. In fact, I believe it was Ricard Raquel. Oh yeah, that was Ricard Raquel with the secondary apple and helping set up that play for Zegris to get it to Milano. Absolutely, Raquel was a vital part of that. And why would you want to trade him? Why would you want to throw games and lose? If you have a shot at making the playoffs, why the hell wouldn't you take that chance? Like Steve Carroll said, If the Ducks have a chance to get into the playoffs, this is better for the development of the younger players because they already get that exposure to playoff hockey. Look at how well some of the youths did back in the early 2000s. They had some Stanley Cup final experience that helped them in 2007 when the Ducks won the Cup. This is not just the Ducks. Several other teams that kind of didn't expect to make the playoffs, and then they developed, and then they won titles. In fact, let's look across town. Look at the Los Angeles Kings. In 2009-2010, like before they won the Cups, they had a pretty decent playoff run. They had Kopi, 
Kopitar as a young buck. They had Dustin Brown, super young. Drew Doughty, they all had some good experience very early in their careers. And that arguably helped them out tremendously in winning the Cups in 2012 and 2014. That was huge. Let's let's look at some other teams, shall we? Like, I don't know, the Pittsburgh Penguins, where they had a lot of good playoff runs. Didn't win the Cup till the second time they played Detroit. But it helped them a lot too. So, why in the world would you want to mess with that? Why would you want to tank now? Yes, I know what I said before the season, but I have quickly, quickly said I was wrong. I was wrong in that. The Ducks should absolutely go for a playoff spot, especially when they have $12 million in cap space, when they will be buyers in the trade deadline. And when you have a GM like Solomon, who has a known track record of bringing in some good talent to those teams. So again... Why would you want to trade Ricard Raquel? Why? It is a bad idea to break up that line. It just does not make sense. And I mentioned the Los Angeles Kings. 2010, they lost in the first round. 2011, they lost in the first round. But they got that playoff experience. The 2010 Kings, they were not expected to make a lot of noise, and yet they made the playoffs. This Ducks team is not expected to make a lot of noise. But if they make the playoffs, guys like Drysdale and Zegris and Milano, etc., etc., they would at least get that playoff experience and that will only help them in the long run. So no, don't trade some of these guys right now. If you have a shot at a playoff run, take that shot and do it. And I mentioned Ricard Raquel, right? Guess who is one of the best players as far as game scores according to hockey stat cards oh ricard raquel he's second on that list highest average score is sunny milano with 1.11 ricard raquel is second on the team with a 1.00 raquel has one of the best expected goals for the entire ducks he's up there with henrique with terry with milano with zegris even with lundestrom Raquel is right up there. So why mess with a good thing right now? Just don't do it. If you're going to look to get rid of him, wait till the end of the season. But don't do it now. Are you kidding me? No, does not make sense. And especially when you could get the captain coming back. Oh, yeah, by the way, we'll talk about that in the third segment. But the captain could be coming back. And look where the Ducks are in the standings. 28 points games in they have 35 points second in the pacific division they have a chance to make some noise and to shock the hockey world they at least have that chance so embrace it go along for the ride you never know all you need is a seat at the table you never know all right we're gonna head into the second intermission And I'll be joined by a special guest when we come back. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. The NHL is in full swing right now. You have the NBA happening. Football's coming to a close. So check out betonline.ag for all the latest lines. And hey, maybe put a little bit of money on the Ducks this weekend too. You never know. 
head over to betonline.ag, use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that is betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to the Locked On Ducks, Locked On Penguins crossover, as I am joined by Hunter Hodes from Locked On Penguins. Hunter, it has been a while, buddy. We haven't talked really since the green room days, but how's it going? Not too bad, man. Yeah. So I'll be, I'm recording this from, uh, it's kind of like a little uh, car casting quotation marks like Elliot Friedman used to do over the summer with his 31 thoughts with Jeff Merrick. So uh, that's what we have going on. Today, I'm actually getting ready to watch the Penguins-Caps game because um, this is their end of their long five-game road trip that they are currently 2-1-1 and one and one on, but they will be back home tomorrow to face uh, your Mighty Ducks in the return of the third jersey, which I'm sure you've heard about. Yeah, for show, for shizzle, I've heard about the third jersey. <laughs> See, I'm still in Snoop Dogg mode since he did a little bit of the play-by-play last night for the Los Angeles Kings. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yep, for sure. All right. So our two teams are meeting on Saturday, and they're in a bit of different directions. The Ducks right now have won. They they won against a pretty decent Columbus team. They're they're decent at best. They're not Arizona. They're not Seattle, mm-hmm. but they're, they're okay. And the Ducks have points in six consecutive games. Meanwhile, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they are... 16th in the NHL as far as standings points. That is perfectly average, isn't it? How do you how do you describe this Penguins team this season? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the best. Well, they started out fine. Then they went into a bit of a rough patch with a lot of COVID positives. And um, there was a time, Jason, when this team had about five to six regulars out in their top nine. And overall, I think they had close to 10 positive tests. Luckily, you know, the outbreak has um, come and gone. They've also had a lot of injuries this year. Evgeny Malkin has still not made his debut. But hey, um, hey, I think that, he's about a, That didn't stop the Penguins from having the Mark Donk game against the Maple Leafs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Every now and then, they, they will have um, those kind of games where, you know, someone like Evan Rodriguez will just score a lot of goals. And he's actually been one of their best players this year. And I still can't believe I'm saying that about a, a couple months into the season. Um, but Gino's still a couple weeks away. Brian Ross is hurt. G- uh, Jake Gensel is now hurt. He's week to week with, um, I don't know if it's a fractured hand, fractured wrist, but um, he took a shot off one of those areas, came back, scored two goals, and now he's out. So um, it's just he was having a tremendous season, and it really stinks that there's another injury to deal with. But um, this team overall has been playing better hockey these last three weeks. They're 6-1-1. and one and one in their last eight games, six and three and one overall in their last 10, two and one and one, as I said, in this last road trip. So outside of the games, um, about a week, we can have to go against Montreal and Calgary. Um, this is, this has been a much better team these last few weeks. Obviously it coincides with the team getting healthy and the goaltender actually deciding to stop pucks this season. He's actually been, um, pr- probably one of the five best goaltenders in the league this year. If you look at advanced metrics and, even just the eye test, but um, it's it's been a wild ride. But Jason, that that's what every Penguin season is um, at this point. 
what that there's injuries and there's a Mark Donk game somewhere. You know, yeah. it, it took a certain Pittsburgher to actually explain to me what the heck that meant. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I saw your video on Steve Dangle and I didn't know what that meant. I had to have that explained to me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah, know. It is, it, it's every year they will have a few of those games where a player that no one will hear her, her has heard of before, excuse me, will score a bunch of goals. And you've seen that with Drew O'Connor this year. You've seen that with Evan Rodriguez. Um, hey, the Locked On LA Kings hosts think that Buddy Robinson's a fake person. So I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the Locked On LA Kings host is still mad that we have Jeff Carter and he's still kicking butt. So, um, yeah, let's talk about Jeff Carter for a hot minute, shall we? Yeah, he's he's been great. Um, I, I've seen some takes that um, a lot of places that he's have, not having a good year, but he has seven goals and close to 15 points already. His underlying numbers are fine he was never going to score 16 points in his first 20 games again this season there was obviously some regression that was going to come with that but um he's still been good um chugging along for someone who's getting close to 40 and um, his role is going to be a lot better once Malkin comes back in a few weeks I think they have a really nice third line potentially of Jason Zucker and Danton Heinen to roll out if they Mm -hmm. want to um Heinen has seven goals as well this year Zucker's been struggling a bit to score, but his playmaking ability has gone up a bit. So um, I like the idea of that third line. And um, it's just the, the team is going to be so much better once he slides down and, and stops playing a, a lot of top six minutes. You mentioned one guy that I was going to talk about, and that was former Anaheim Duck, Denton yeah. yeah, former Duck. One of a few players that has played all 25 games in the Penguins this season. And as you attested to, injuries have been mounting quite a bit this season. Talk about some of the guys that have played every game this season. You talk about Rodriguez, talk about McGinn. Uh, Kapanen's been doing okay. And Denton Heinen, a little bit of a resurrection this season, right? Yeah, Heinen just, I, I talked about him in the offseason a lot, man. I mean, he fits Mike Sullivan's system to a T. You know, it's just everything about his game looks so different than it was last year. I mean, he has seven goals right now. He had seven goals in 43 games for the Ducks last year. And that was, yeah. I think, playing mostly, if I recall correctly, on natural stat track, Jakob Silverberg and Adam Henrique, um, if my memory serves me right. With that Your stat. memory is correct. And this and this was Adam Henrique when he was getting waved and scratched and all that. It was not peak Adam Henrique. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think it's no wonder that Heinen did struggle a little bit. But, you know, now he's playing with, I guess, better players around him in, in a system that suits his game. He has a heck of a shot. And, you know, he's used that to his advantage this year. You know, someone was – a couple of people were telling me over the offseason that they didn't think he would get to 10 goals. Well, he has seven, and we're not even at the halfway point. I think you're probably going to see 15, I think, at this point from him. It was a very low-risk, high-reward signing. And yeah. you know, you're seeing the rewards with that right now. I thought it was a really shrewd move. And you can honestly play him anywhere in the lineup. You want to play him in the top six? Sure, I've seen a lot of fans uh, clamor for him to play up there. I think it's fine if he does that. I think you honestly might see um, when everyone is healthy, it wouldn't be surprising if Heinen does play up there with Chino and maybe gets very competent at some point. But, you know, you can play him on the PK. You can play him on the power play too. Um, he's just been a really good fit for Mike Sullivan so far. Yes. And going on the Ducks side, uh, there's speaking of replacing wingers, one winger that hardly played last season that has been a complete turnaround this season mm-hmm. has been Sonny Milano. What you knew, I talk about this, right? So, I, that's crazy. I mean, just because <laughs> of how 
he just fell off, and then all of a sudden we just had a huge, huge resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I saw his the way he was able to help with that uh, that goal, that amazing yes. Trevor Zegers goal the other what night. What was your was reaction like, when you first saw that? The goal of the year. <laughs> I, mean, I don't <laughs> think that's being topped. It's absolutely the goal of the year, and it's not close. I mean, yeah, it's just like. That, his reaction, Zegra said, is it, it was unreal. He just his jaw basically dropped. I loved his interview with Butcher Gross at the ESPN. He's just like giving him a hard time about it. Um, just an awesome goal, and he's going to only continue to get better. I'm sure it's no wonder, Jason, that the Ducks did not want to part with him in a Jack Eichel deal. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, the Ducks made a smart move there. The Ducks have already made plenty of smart moves this season. And part of that has to do with their interim general manager, Solomon, who's mm-hmm. got a lot of big choices. The Ducks could be buyers in a trade deadline. I I don't yeah, know I mean, where I, I don't know I why don't know I know where, where Pittsburgh stands, but Pittsburgh. I mean, uh, came out. To, he spoke to Josh Yowie of the Athletic this week. I read their interview, and he's kind of. He's coy. He doesn't really say much, but what he did say, you know, there's week, there's a few weeks where we'll play well. Then there's a couple where I'll be pissed off, and then there's a few where I, it's like, okay, I'm happy. So I think he just wants to see what the team looks like when they're healthy. I mean, if they do get healthy yeah. at this point. But, I mean, they're still in a playoff position. I don't expect Detroit to hold on to that last spot in the East. I mean, I think they played well this year, but um, they've been starting to lose a few more games as of late. Uh, it's just people can bet against the Penguins at their own peril. Buddy, um, if, buddy. If they're actually dead, you know, that's when they're dead, you know. You that, know that's, how that's, many that's, people have counted against the Ducks this season already? Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> there, We have colleagues that are waiting for the Ducks to drop off, and it hasn't happened yet. It's crazy. I mean, I didn't expect them to be good this year, but, you know, the kids are playing well. I mean, John Gibson. Oh, you know what I'm going to say right now, right? You know what I'm going to say. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Let the kids play. All right, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you were you've been saying that for over a year. They they've been needing to play and, and they've been great so far. It's it's really nice that they have a new era. I mean the, the Ducks fans overall have a new era of hockey to look forward to after the old core. It looks like it's just they're they're passing the torch as as the saying goes. Yeah. And looking ahead to this particular game, uh we did see El Capitan, Ryan Getzloff, out in the ice. Not wearing mm-hmm. the red jersey, so Ryan Getzloff could be back for Saturday's game against the Penguins. You should be afraid, especially if Getzloff and Terry are back performing like they usually do. You should probably be a little bit afraid. With Troy Terry's point streak, um, I, I definitely will still be a little afraid, even though he doesn't have it anymore. Um, he's still been ridiculous for the Ducks this year. I, I wish Jake was healthy because going into that game, he could have been on a 13 to 14 game point streak and trying to yep. challenge Troy Terry. So that would yep. have been um, another pretty cool storyline there. So let's look at some of the underlying stats. The Penguins right now are 16th in the league in goals four. That's perfectly average. The Ducks are 10th mm-hmm. right now, which isn't bad. But looking at the power play, um, what's up with that? <laughs> um, up, it's just, with- it's been a Nice jumbled mess, I think. Yeah. This season. Combination of the team not being healthy, combination of them passing up too many chances. I mean, a lot of I mean, a lot of shots are getting blocked as well. But it's mainly that they're not getting to the high danger areas like they used to. And 
when that's not happening, their power play is not scoring. Now, now on the other side, they have the best PK in the league. Um, they've killed off almost 30 straight penalties in a row. It looks like the team has a lot of jump right now. Um, Evan Rodriguez almost scored off a beautiful breakaway, but you know, just hits hits the pipe. So a, a little yep. close there, but yeah, special teams. Power play's been bad, but the PK. Um, it, it's it's funny, Jason. It's a it's an opposite of last year. The last year the PK stunk and the power play was pretty decent. This year the PK's really good. And the power play stinks. <laughs> hey, the Penguins are first in penalty kill. You know who's third in PK? The Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a actually be a good matchup if both teams get yeah. power plays tomorrow. Yeah, except the Ducks are fifth in power plays, so y'all watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that would be an un, unsolvable force versus an immovable object, as the saying goes. <laughs> all, right, all right, so let, let's talk about predictions. The the Yinzers against the Ducks. Who do you got? What yeah. score do you got? And did I let's, use that phrase correctly? <laughs> you did. You did. You did. All right. Um, so this is tough because this is only their second back-to-back. I would expect Casey DeSmith to start tomorrow. If they win tonight, I'm probably expecting a loss tomorrow just because of how Casey DeSmith has played this year, though he did play well against Seattle the other night. That's um, Seattle. But it's Seattle. They're not that good. Um, but I think it's going to be close. They don't want to obviously screw up with those beautiful new third jerseys. I wish Snoop Dogg could be in the house rocking one like he did in that music video back in the day. Um, but the diagonal Pittsburgh is back. I just – I don't know. If they win tonight, I think they lose on Saturday. Now, if they lose tonight, they're going to come out pretty fired up for that game and they'll win. So, um, that's kind of my prediction right there. It's not like a bold one, but it's it's definitely a prediction to say the least. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say the Ducks and Penguins are not going to go to a shootout again because I don't want that heart attack in my life again. Please, please, please don't. I don't need a shootout. We've, they've already played in enough shootouts this year. I'm tired of it. How do you think I feel? <laughs> Three of the last four games have been shootouts for the Ducks. Ridiculous. Yeah. With that said, awful. you know, I'm going to make this prediction. I think the Ducks win. And here's the bold prediction. I think they put up a five spot against the Pens. Especially, okay. Especially be- because Yari is starting the game against the Caps. And DeSmith has not been good. I'm being nice. He has not been good. And not. especially if Stolarz gets the start against DeSmith or Gibson, actually either one, I think the Ducks put up a five spot on the pens and are victorious okay. on Saturday. Okay. Well, uh, we will we will see what happens. The Penguins have not given up a, a lot of five-goal games this year, so um, it, it'll be interesting to see if they do that against the Ducks. You never know, right? Never, You really never know. This game is weird for a reason. Yep. Uh, so where can all the fine folks find you on the socials, and where can they find your show? So the Locked on Penguins podcast is now on YouTube as well as Apple and Spotify that made its debut uh, Tuesday of this week. You can follow uh, me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes, the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And if you type Locked on Penguins into Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, uh, the show will pop up audio or video. Nice. And where can I find some of your other work? I think you have some other work too, right? Yeah. So I write full time for the spun.com, a powder part of sports illustrated. Um, I do some betting stuff NHL wise for the game day 
and um, sometimes I do some freelance stuff for uh, some Big Ten college football, but uh, that is mainly it. All right. And you can catch Hunter up the crick once again on Locked On Penguins. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I've learned a lot about Pittsburghisms over the last year than I want to admit. But perfect. That's perfect. Anyway, uh, you could find my podcast. Uh, the the Twitter is at lo underscore ducks. My personal Twitter is at stimpyjd, and you could find Locked On Anaheim Ducks and Locked On Penguins. It's free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, a plethora of other places that you could hear our podcasts. It's a fun time. Perfect. It's, it's a fun time if you're listening to podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. So make ours your first and second listen of the day. And hey, the weekend is here. Let's enjoy some hockey. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. And I'm going to have you close out the week with me by quacking because why the heck not? <laughs> so on behalf of Hunter and myself, this is Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the weekend. Please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks and penguins fly together. Penguins fly, right? Uh, yes, they, they do. Yeah, they fly for a few seconds. I'm going to have you quack with me. Quack, 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 quack. 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 Quack, quack, quack. Quacky quack. I call him the quacky quack. <laughs> Have a good weekend, everyone.